What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? Welcome back to the Jesus Unfollower podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. Same as every episode. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you have a special day with your significant other, or maybe you and your significant other hate the capitalist greed machine that is Valentine's Day. Or maybe you don't have a significant other. Guess what? I hope you have a great day too. Being the person that I am, you know that I had to do a search for some Jesus-related Valentine's Day posts on social media. And lucky me, I found some, such as this gem. As you think about love this Valentine's Day, always remember that God loves you more in a moment than a regular person could love you in their entire lifetime. Heart emoji. Or how about this one? February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. My wish would be that all my friends and family would be healthy and happy, but most of all, have eternal life. There is only one who could make this happen, and our prayer warriors talk to him each day. He is Jesus. He is love. If you have anything we can talk to Jesus about, we will be happy to tell him. It's what we do. My love to you all. Thank you, Jesus. And then there's the classic, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. And they've aligned it in a way where it spells Valentine in red all the way down. The V from loved, the A from gave, the L from only, the E from begotten, the N from son, the T from that, the I from believeth, the N from in, and the E from have. I saw a reel where a girl who's probably like 17 just posted her looking at the camera with a text on the screen that says, maybe this Valentine's Day, the love you're looking for is what God is longing to be for you. Isn't that special? And finally, we have, I would like to say happy Valentine Day to all of my family and friends. I hope you get the loving that you deserve from your own family. And P.S. Jesus first. I don't really know what that means. Just in case you live under a rock, the Super Bowl just happened. Were you one of the 100 million people who watched the Super Bowl? I was. One thing that I do find kind of funny, uh, being an atheist content creator, is how few People who are atheists or non-religious, at least people who are chronically online like I am, how few of them are sports fans? I don't know why that is. It seems like most people who don't believe in God that I encounter don't care at all about sports. I do know that sports and Christianity kind of go hand in hand, prayer before football games. I'd like to thank God for you know helping my team move down the field and whatever. I've done a video, YouTube video on that before. So go check that out if you haven't yet. But I think it's interesting that so many non-believers don't like sports. I love sports. I'm a huge football fan. Matter of fact, I'm such a huge fan that I have a separate YouTube channel of my own where I talk about football. That's how much I love it. And also I'm a Patriots fan. So I've had a ton to cheer about in recent years. When it comes to the Super Bowl, I've talked about on this podcast before how Christians always talk about how Satan has his hand in secular music. You know, you saw what happened at the Grammys with Sam Smith. They're going crazy. And every year at the Super Bowl, it's the same thing. Look at Satan. It's demonic. Look at Beyonce's face. She looks like a demon. She's throwing up the Illuminati. New World Order. It's, you know, Satan's hand is in all of this stuff. And I got to say, I was a little bit disappointed that Satan didn't really show up 
during the halftime show this year. I mean, it was just Rihanna singing her hits on a platform with some backup dancers, right? Right? Well, even that apparently is super demonic. I did a little search on Facebook for Super Bowl demonic. Those are very fun to do. If you haven't, I suggest doing it. And this first person says, shaking my head, it only took catching seconds of the halftime show to read into the symbolism. Rihanna in a long red robe, looking like she's possessed by a demon. The band is in black leather, and all the dancers in pure white. Read it loud and clear how Satan is using the music industry to fool the sheep, and the whole thing is a giant ritual. In the beginning, she's on the platform with the dancers in white, painting the picture of how Satan was originally the angel of music in charge of delivering God's praises. The platforms are lowered to the ground just as Satan was cast from heaven. He's now spending time on earth using the entertainment industry to fool the sheep into following him. At the end, we see her being solely lifted on the same platform, showing how Satan will glorify himself and collecting worship for himself. Parentheses, the Antichrist. The saints are on to his schemes, and we've read the back of the book. We know how this story truly ends. Did they watch the same halftime show that I did? Here's another one. Not to mention that the Super Bowl performance with Riri being dressed in all red like the devil and being on the stairway to heaven during her performance, I stopped watching the Super Bowl because of how satanic the halftime show really is. And this other guy could see it coming, apparently, because he posted this a few days before the Super Bowl. A coming halftime satanic ritual. Rihanna is this year's main selection for the 2023 Super Bowl. I'm telling you, Things are very, very dark these days. And no matter what you listen to or watch, Satan is at play. These football halftime events are nothing more than evil rituals. They've progressively gotten worse over the years, but there is definitely something extremely dark about this specific year. The closer we get to the end, the more Satan worshipers will appear. So be prepared. Their symbolism is part of their disguise. But if you're awake, you'll see their symbolism right before your eyes. Hashtag guard your heart and mind. Hashtag Hollywood. Hashtag music. There were literally ads for Jesus Christ during this game. $20 million were spent on ads for Jesus Christ. But Christians still think they're the ones under attack. How crazy is that? Oh, have you heard about the uh, revival at Asbury University? On the morning of February 8th, 2023, a chapel service began that focused on confession and repentance. At the conclusion of the service, students remained in Hughes Auditorium, where they continued to worship. Students were, quote, struck by what seemed to be a quiet but powerful sense of transcendence, end quote, that lasted more than six days of worship and prayer, 24 hours a day. The last revival at Asbury was back in 1970. So let me get this straight. This all started with a chapel service that focused on confession and repentance. Interesting. This is often how these types of revivals start where people are focusing on how unworthy they are. Hey, you're a piece of crap. You don't deserve to be alive. And then it's a domino effect of one person begins to understand that they are of very little worth. They cry out to God. They run to the altar. Somebody else is like, oh yeah, I'm a piece of shit too. And they follow. And then it just starts a domino effect of emotion and just it perpetuates. This is what happens during these quote-unquote revivals. Asbury University is a private Christian university in Wilmore, Kentucky. 
I read a quote from somebody that described this as a move that only God could orchestrate. Now, I would be impressed. I might be impressed if this happened at a secular university, not immediately following a service that talked about confessing your sins and repenting for being unworthy of God. The church I used to go to, they were obsessed with the term revival and they were obsessed with other churches' revivals. Like they really fixated on um, the Brownsville revival. I don't know if you remember that, but like back in the late 90s down in Florida, there's a revival called the Brownsville revival. And it was similar to what's going on right now of just this outpouring of what they think is God's presence uh, or, or like people being in unity of, you know, trying to get back to God. And it's really just, I think, the right combination of whatever message and a chord progression, like the worship music, it can really strike emotions in people and it just becomes a domino effect. That's my opinion. But people at my church used to be obsessed with the Brownsville revival and other revivals and like try to incorporate, how do we get like that? How do we, it's just, I don't get it. And one of the people that I used to go to church with made a post about it on Facebook. She said, it's interesting that as devil worshipers were worshiping the devil live at the Grammys, revival broke out at Asbury College. You have to pick which side you're on. It's God or the devil, heaven or hell. It's the same crowd that's been saying the same thing for as long as I can remember of God is doing something big right now or God's about to do something big right now. Hold on to your butts. You know, it's always like this incoming revival this outpouring of god that's about to happen watch out world you know this is about to happen how long is this going to go on the dude's been gone two thousand years you know and they always think that we're in the end times and everything is satan and it just it drives me insane and uh one more thing i want to talk about is something i've been hearing a lot of people say lately and that's that I'm attacking Christianity. That phrase is interesting to me, attacking Christianity. A lot of those comments came on a TikTok that I did where I just talked about how, about like God sending people to hell or something like that. And I get the same comments of something like, "You're why is it okay for you to attack Christianity? Or why are you attacking Christianity, but all these other religions are off limits or they don't get attacked. You don't see people saying things about Islam or Hinduism or whatever. First of all, does anybody remember America post 9-11? Does anybody remember how uh, Muslims were attacked in this country? Like literally attacked and discriminated against. I think people just have a short memory of not remembering that kind of thing. You know, my girlfriend used to be a Muslim. And there's a viral video of her being berated in a coffee shop. Yet people say things like, you know, nobody goes after Islam. Well, I don't because I used to be a Christian and that's what I know the most about. That's what has affected my life the most. That's what I feel like I can be relatable for other people with is talking about what I know or talking about what I've been through. So that's kind of why I don't talk about other religions, but it's interesting to me when people say attacking Christianity, attacking, they use that word attack. 
Is criticizing attacking? Is pointing out flaws? Is that attacking? Is that more of an attack than people's rights being taken away because of people in Congress being of a Christian religion, putting things into law because of their faith that affect everyone else? Isn't that more attacking than me saying, like making a joke about God? Is that more of an attack? Is me criticizing Christianity more of an attack than preachers yelling on the street corners about how you're going to hell? Are people going door to door knocking to tell you that you're wrong about what you believe and they have the answers? Isn't that a little bit more attacking? How about people standing outside of like abortion clinics telling people who are going inside that they're going to hell? To me, that kind of stuff seems more like more of an attack than just criticizing a religion. If we can't criticize religion, then what can we criticize? If your faith is that weak that somebody else talking about your religion makes you get defensive, then that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. If you have a faith in your God, then you should just not be affected by what I say. I can respect the believers, but not the beliefs. That's a possible thing. Why are my beliefs being attacked? Well, beliefs are just beliefs. I can be respectful of you but also not respect what you believe in. I don't have to respect what you believe in because what you believe in is something that separates families. There are people out there who kick their kids out of their house because they're gay or they kick their kids out of their house because they don't believe. Uh, Look at Jehovah's Witnesses. They will disfellowship people if they stop believing. They excommunicate people. They don't have a relationship with their own family anymore because of beliefs. So I think it's okay for me to criticize that. This week's idiot of the week is a guy named Sky Shark on Twitter. I posted ads that are literally about Jesus Christ will air during the Super Bowl and Christians will still act like they're under attack in this country. Sky Shark replied to me for a quote unquote atheist. You sure talk about Jesus quite a bit. So much so one could conclude You actually believe in Jesus, which would be the opposite of an atheist. Strange. And I replied, one could conclude that if one were an idiot. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's good to be back. Make sure to join the Discord server. I've got a free Discord server that I started at jesusunfollower.com slash discord. And remember, you don't need a God to be good. Peace.